Hi guys, welcome back to Something Supernatural. I'm your ghost host, Sulema. And Tracy. So far we've talked about haunted places in California, vampires in its history, and this episode we're going to go somewhere far out. And very controversial. So we're going to be talking about UFOs and aliens. So question for you. What's the first thing that pops into your head when you hear the word alien or aliens? Hmm, I would have to say crop circles. I remember that was really in in the early 2000s and those uh, pictures of of the crop circles that they were doing in uh, all those farmlands um, were very intricate and kind of creepy, you know, kind of stuck with me all these years still. What about you? Me? First thing that pops into my head is green. I don't know why. <laughs> Just green, tall, skinny, cartoons, right. movies. Or technically gray. They call them the grays. That know? is true. You know, so I guess. They come in all colors and forms. <laughs> right. And, you know, depending on other species from other planets, you know, they're not all the same exact. You know, there's the grays and I guess the lizards, I don't know if they're called, what their name is exactly, but I know there's different kinds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, also in the UFO community, they um, have kind of narrowed it down to uh, classify it um, into four categories for uh, describing either sightings or um, abductions or even... You know, some people have experienced um, like blackout sessions or memory loss, whatever you may call it, um, or sometimes even like implants, foreign pieces of of metal <laughs> that have been implanted in their in their body. Uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but let's start by saying the um, the classifications for the close encounter. They have uh, the first kind, which is just visual sightings of a UFO. The second kind is a physical effect, interference with cars, animals, crop circles, etc. The third kind is um, an animated entity is present, humanoid or not. And uh, so this could be, you know, like in the actual alien or sometimes um, there's like weird animals that they have discovered, you know, in the sea or in the deep in the forest and stuff like that. And they just uh, they look very weird and like that they're not. Yeah, that they're not part of this. They're not from this planet. world. <laughs> right. And, and the last one is the fourth kind, which is actual abduction. Um, and that's when you actually get taken into a craft. Um, but yeah, those are the, the classifications or the categories, I should say, that they have um, put them in so that they describe, you know, uh, what kind of experience you've had. Um, and I don't know, you know, I know that, you know, our podcast is supernatural and that's why we talk about ghosts and, and legends and things like that. I don't know if I would consider aliens really like supernatural, though. 
Um, I know everyone does and they, and they put it, you know, always in, in that category. But to me, it's like um, there's species from another planet. So it's like, you know, it's like us. We're not supernatural. We're an actual species from this planet. That's at least how I see it. What do you think? Do you consider it supernatural? Um, yes and no. But then again... There's so many documentaries, so many like articles and interviews talking about like, well, I've been abducted and I've experienced things and I don't remember like the like stuff that happened the night before when I got mm -hmm. abducted. Mm -hmm. So it's like a little bit here and there for me. I, it's more like science. And mm -hmm. for me, it's more like, I guess you would say urban legend. Yeah. No I one mean, can scientifically prove right. that you've actually been abducted. Right. Exactly. And, you know, maybe that's what we always um, put it under, you know, supernatural when it's something that y it's not definitive and there's no like definitive way of uh, scientifically, you know, documenting it, yeah. yeah, and documenting it or proving it. So maybe that's why it's always called supernatural or, um, uh, you know, like just something uh, I don't know what the word is, what I'm trying to say, but it's but just, I think it's our, weird. Our people know what you're <laughs> yeah, trying to say. yeah, it's it's weird, and I get it, but uh, but a little part of me is like, well, I don't know if it's really supernatural because it's not really a ghost or or something that you know it just has no rhyme or reason. I really do think that it it has a rhyme and reason. It's another creature or or species from another planet. We're just yeah. I think that there is. Them more to it than what people say about mm -hmm. like you know the articles movies documentaries oh, yeah. that talk about aliens and sightings and encounters i feel like there's more to it they're just scared to say something oh yeah and i don't think we're ever gonna know the the full truth i don't yeah i don't think we'll that. ever know the full mm -hmm. truth about any about aliens and a part of me is like i get it because i think a lot of people would lose their shit <laughs> like a lot of people it would be just terrified and wouldn't know what or to do. Or they'll just end up at a psych ward because they're right. just assuming like they're on drugs or right. they've seen things or done something to get this type of mentality. Mm -hmm. It's like, and no, I, stuff like this happens. I mean, I know like back in, in the, I think it was the late 30s, early 40s when they had the radio show War of the Worlds. Um, I remember that show was so popular but a lot of people were coming in in the middle of the show like turning on the radio and the show was already had already been started so they came in just in the middle of the show so they thought it was an actual news broadcast and they were terrified and some people were killing themselves killing their families throw you know jumping off the roof of their houses or buildings because they were just so scared that we were being attacked by aliens. So, I mean, Jeez. this was back in the early or late 30s, early 40s. You know, people um, didn't have the technology to check it on Google and stuff like that or whatever. Or ask uh, Siri. Right. Like, hey, exactly. Siri, what's going on in so, the world? Yeah. So I get it. Are it we would under be scarier. Attack? You know, um, but I think that if something like that was to happen even now, like people would still lose it and would freak out and would probably be doing really dumb stuff like that, like killing their families to not suffer, you know, or just hide in a basement until like <laughs> everything's right. Okay. Exactly. And who knows? Maybe I would be one of those people. So I'm not 
judgy. I mean, I'll just go up all my day <laughs> until, you know, an alien comes out and abducts me. I'm like, well, right. I guess my it was time real. has come. It's, it's been real, guys. <laughs> but um, I know that uh, let's talk about a little bit about um, mass sightings. And when we say that, you know, everyone or not everyone, but at least a majority of people have had um, that you ask, you know, have had an experience where they're like, well, I did see this light, you know, I think I saw a UFO, maybe, maybe not, you know, something like that. But for a big majority, you know, like a big group of, of people all at once seeing it. There haven't been a lot of those occasions, but um, one of um, one of those, and it's very um, well known, is the Phoenix Lights. It happened in Phoenix, Nevada, on March 13, 1997, and this is really weird. Um, uh, it happened between 7:30, from 7:30 to 10:30, and it was actually like two kind of different incidents so the the first one was that there was a like a triangle shape um of lights uh, a formation of lights and they were just kind of passing over the state and so as it was passing over the state people were freaking out and they were calling in uh to the police department you know to report it Mm -hmm. And so the calls are coming in, coming in, coming in. Even the cops were like, okay, something's going on. This is all different people in kind of the same vicinity kind of, but, you know, different people that don't know each other or anything like that. It can't really be a hoax. Uh, you know, they're all seeing the same thing. So that kind of happened. That's what started it all. And then after that, after they, they were moving, they kind of just stopped and the the lights seemed to either it was more crafts that joined in or the more lights turned you know turned on on the craft I don't you know I don't really know and I don't think they really know if it was two different crafts or multiple crafts or just one craft that turned on all its lights but it you know it just kind of stopped there and um that was more they call it like the the boomerang kind of shape um yeah. <clears throat> with lights all around and some of the lights were even turning like a blue color um and that was seen uh, it was like 300 miles from the nevada line through the uh let's see to the edge of oh from phoenix to the edge of tucson um and like I said, everyone was calling in uh, to the police department and a lot of people, this is in the in the late 90s, so everyone had those big uh, cameras, you know, with oh, the, the resolution wasn't the best and everything, but everyone was running out there and taking pictures or recording. So they're still to this day, you could go on YouTube and find somebody's home video of these lights. There are so many on there. When I was doing the research for this, I mean, you could find it from almost any angle because all these people were outside, just running outside with their cameras. And and uh, it was there for so long. They had time to do this, you know. Yeah. Um, from 730 to 1030, it even um, ended up in like uh, Mexico and Sonora. Uh, so even people there were reporting the lights and um, 
the next day, the USA uh, Air Force identified the lights as military flares, of course, you know. That's it's always, fishy. Yeah, it's always got to be like a weather balloon or military flares or Or something. they're just testing a new oh, yeah. airplane <laughs> that's for the a military. Good one. Yeah, that's a, that's a good like, one. And it's always, like, it's always a military. It's, yeah, that's, like that's flight exercises and whatnot and oh but, but why know. would you do it in the middle of the night you know and not only that but like what i had seen uh some videos of when the military actually dropped flares because they were really trying to tell these people like no it was military flares that's all it was so they actually sent an airplane with the flares to test it out it didn't look anything like it at all at all it's like, do you really think that people are going to believe this? Did they really expect that? Or were they just like not even trying? They're like, well, whatever. We tried. <laughs> you know, they're going to believe like, it. We're just going to send a plane, do flares. Right? And if people think that's what it is, they're like, all right, we'll just use that as an excuse. I don't know. But they stuck to that for and I think they still have for all these years. Um, they even had uh, the governor of Phoenix which is John Fife Symington. He had a press conference like a day or two after the lights to misdirect people and, you know, put their mind at ease and stuff. And they just, they made a joke out of it. It was just, it was so bad. It was, um, they had this guy dressed up as an alien, like with this big giant alien cartoonish head. And he comes out and they're like, oh, we finally found out. Uh, the cause of these lights were blah 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 the guy comes out dressed as an alien and they like slap handcuffs on him and they're all laughing ha 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 you know and they and they aired this on tv too yes yes this was like an official press conference like and they were just that's what was kind of I got mad about that to tell you the truth because I'm like that's a press conference people are looking to you for answers because you know you're a politician we want to feel or they want to feel safe and everything you know you could have told them the truth or you could have even said we don't know what it is but we're looking into it that would have even been better it just they made such a joke out of it it was just it was so bad it was like they were laughing having you know this guy dress up as an alien it was just bad but um a lot of people that are actually, you know, professionals and everything. Like this other lady, uh, Dr. Lynn Kietti, I think her last name was. Um, she has actually studied these lights for over 20 years and even wrote a book and made a documentary on it. And uh, to this day, she goes on a lot of like um, talk shows and things like that, talking about the lights and describing her experience seen it firsthand um you know and i think when people that are uh, professionals and um especially like psychiatrists psychologists and stuff and they actually say i think it gives it a little bit more credibility you know too because you're like well i you know if they really are saying that that's what they saw or felt or anything and and they're a credible person seems to be honest and everything you believe them you know when you're yeah so um yeah a lot of people have not let that go and they still believe that that's what they saw and that's what they were and um 
there's been a lot of documentaries on there, movies. Um, and uh, back to the governor, Fife Symington, you know, now, years later, he's actually come out and apologized and said that he saw them too and that he, um, he believes that they were aliens and that he feels bad that he made such a joke about it, but that that's what he was told to do, you know. Um, just to misdirect people pretty much to distract them yeah and um, there's also rumors well not rumors because it did happen but the lights were reported to have come back in 2007 and 2008 oh wow yeah. so a few years back from and now. I wonder why there like you want to wonder you know like why what's in Phoenix or why there you know to have come back to that same location and isn't Area 51 in Phoenix or in Arizona or somewhere in between yeah. Arizona and Nevada? New Mexico, I think. It's always something in the desert, too. I feel like they, you know, um, show up a little bit more. There are more sightings, I think. At least I, that's what I think, like in, in, oh, the, okay. in the desert and whatnot. Well, there's also another, <clears throat> like, I guess you can say, quote unquote, like another Phoenix Lightings. Mm -hmm. It's more on the East Coast, which is New Jersey. Mm, okay. So this happened in July 14th of 2001. Um, there was some drivers on the turnpike. Well, motorcyclists, but they're whatever mm -hmm. cases. <laughs> there are drivers. Um, this happened around 15 minutes after midnight. They um, saw strange lights of orange and yellow that formed into a V. Okay. And it was over the Arthur Kill Waterway between Staten Island, New York, and Carteret, New Jersey. Okay. Um, the police department, the lieutenant, was one of the witnesses. So he saw oh. this actually happen. Okay. Um, and then there was other witnesses for um, from Long Island to Fort Lee, New Jersey, and also close to the Georgia Washington Bridge. Um, they had air traffic controllers. Um, they denied everything saying of like course. there was no airplanes no military jets or space flights that could have caused the mysterious lights so did they even go ahead and say they're flares or you know anything there's hardly any like documentation or any explanation mm. about it but apparently there's a group called new york strange phenomenon investigations they claim to received um faa radar oh sorry radar data mm -hmm. that Corroborated UFO sightings from that night. Really? So they have information. They think it's an actual spaceship, an actual alien spaceship. Hmm. But the police department from New Jersey, they're not. They're not. Say. They're not claiming saying yeah. that that's what it is. Even though the you said the police, uh, he witnessed it right? himself. So I'm just like, yeah. Are you confused? <laughs> I'm like, because I would be confused. They're not going to ever, like, admit it. It's always going to be a weather balloon or flares or something, you know. But, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't, I didn't see too many of um, the, the the sightings, you know. Um, like I, I said, besides the Phoenix lights and now the one you're saying. Um, but, like I said, I think it's more because everyone kind of sees them different times. So, there's not really like a mass sighting you know all at once and everything um yeah like how they do it in movies it's like right oh, yeah the u.s and like, like china yeah. and like europe they're like all independence the same, day <laughs> they're right? all in the same spot and it's like yeah 
Mm, I'm like, How some movies make this? it too, like, fiction, like, too predictable. Well, I mean, the the closest would be the Phoenix Lights. That was, like, oh, everyone was out there looking up. It's you know, an actual event. Yeah, and, like, that seeing happened. it, you know. So, I guess that's the closest. But um, what I want to talk about more is the abductions. Because I have a really creepy uh, story that has... It's a really, really uh, document documented case of a UFO abduction, and it seems really real. It really does. It's. Uh, have you heard of Travis Walton by any chance? The last name sounds familiar, but I don't know his full story. Okay, so Travis Walton is well was a lumberjack and i'm saying was because he's no longer a lumberjack but he's still alive uh he was a lumberjack from arizona and back in uh 1975 on november 5th to be exact he was working with um six other crew members um in the apache national forest near snowflake arizona his crew had six workers plus himself, um, and it was the end of their shift, and they were all heading home together, and I guess, you know, they would uh, carpool and stuff, so they were all together in one pickup truck. They're driving home. It's, you know, it's super dark in, in the forest, obviously, because there's no lights and everything, so all they could see is kind of like right in front of them a little bit of the road and stuff. All of a sudden, they see a huge uh, beam of bright red lights coming from uh, the forest area. So it was so close to them and so bright red that they actually thought it was probably a plane crash that had, you know, crashed into the forest. Um, But... They also were hearing this like strange uh, buzzing noise, like very mechanical and everything. So at first they're like, okay, it's probably a plane crash, this and that. They keep driving, but you know, they're staring out the window. And um, as they're getting further along um, the road, the lights are getting kind of closer and brighter. And, you know, they're kind of interested, like, what's going on? So they kind of stop to, you know, they pull over on the side of the road and stop. And um, they see, they just describe it as like a more like a a saucer or like a pill shape. Um, They usually always call it like tic-tac shape, you know? Yeah, I've seen that. Like, I've heard that. Yeah, that term. Um, So they saw that. Uh, just hovering in the air with the lights and everything. The um, they're stopped in the truck, all s- seven men, all together. Uh, Travis jumped out of the car, out of the truck, and you know they're yelling at him, Travis, get back in. He's not listening. He's getting closer to investigate. The 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 flying saucer is right there with the lights. He's getting closer and closer. They're yelling, get back in the truck. He's not listening. He's directly underneath the saucer all of a sudden the lights uh do like this huge bright um flash of blue light so it went from red to blue and it looked like it physically touched him like say if he got electrocuted by a um 
lightning or something like that, you know, like physically touched him and threw him back. So everyone in the car is screaming, obviously, and they think he's dead because, you know, they just saw him get struck by some sort of beam and is lying on the floor. So they're freaking out. And the guy that was driving, his name um, was Mike, is Mike, sorry. He uh, is actually Travis's brother-in-law now because uh, he's married to his sister. But uh, he, you know, he got freaked out. He started driving. They took off and they're screaming and everything. But, you know, that was his best friend and everything. So they drove a couple miles down the road. Um, where he kind of felt he was safe. They were away from the lights and the, the saucer and everything. They couldn't see it anymore. He felt they were safe. He pulled over and he told the guys, get out of the truck. I got to go back to find Travis. You know, I got to. Um, the guys were pissed. They're like, he's dead. Leave him alone. You know, yeah, I know. I know. If you guys can exactly. see me, I'm shaking my head like, why would you leave <laughs> right, right. him like but, dead on the floor? And they were, they were saying, you know, there's a lot of... Um, if you guys are interested in this, check is check out the movie. It's called Fire in the Sky. It's a good movie. Um, the way they they see it in the movie and everything, it's just, it's just so messed up. They're just like, he's dead. Just let's keep going. <laughs> Think about us. It's like what? But anyway, he got scared and he's like, I gotta go back. I gotta make sure he's fine. So he's like, I'll be back for you guys. Stay here. I'm gonna go back. He drives back to the place where they saw Travis get struck by this beam of light and there's nothing, absolutely nothing. There is, um, you know, everything was dark. There's no craft, no lights, absolutely nothing, no Travis. Um, so, you know, they freak out. They, uh, he picks up the, the guys again and they go back into town and they immediately go to the police department and report him missing, you know. Um, so they're telling, they're all sitting down telling the, the police officers what's going on. And they're just like, these guys are nuts. Like they're either on drugs or making it up or it's a hoax. So they're thinking it's something fishy like they killed him. And this is the cover story that they're making up. They buried him in the forest. He's dead. And they're just saying he got abducted and everything. Um, so, you know, without proof, obviously, they can't, <laughs> they can't charge them. So they do go back um, into the forest the very next day. And they have volunteers also along with the police department all looking for Travis. They even had... Uh, um, dogs the search dogs you know looking for Travis um and they searched for three days even with helicopters too three days nothing even the dogs weren't getting any sense or anything so um the cops tell the guys okay how about you guys all take a lie detector test you know and well the guys they're like we have nothing to hide one of the guys in the crew never really got along with Travis that well. They had like some beef going on before this incident happened. So the cops were kind of zoning in on like this guy had beef with him. They got in an altercation. He killed him. That's what happened. So that's why they wanted them to all take the lie detector test. 
they take the lie detector test. Um, four of the guys passed immediately. One of the guys did not, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't not. <laughs> he did not pass it. I was gonna say not pass it. He didn't fail it. He. It was just inconclusive. Like they, it wasn't passed or or failed. It was just inconclusive. So they used that to their advantage. The cops did to say they didn't tell them who passed and who didn't or anything like that. They just said, well, four of you guys passed. One was inconclusive. How about you guys do it again tomorrow? That's when the guys were mad. They got they lost it. They're like, no, we've cooperated. We've told you what happened, what we saw, what we know. We took the lie detector test. We don't know what else you want us to do. But now you're just like using us and everything. And this is not right. Uh, we're not going to take the lie detector test again because that's not right. So they didn't at this time. Um, you know, they're still looking for Travis. Um, finally, five days later, so it's been exactly five days and five days and six hours to be exact. Um, Mike, the guy that was driving, um, gets a call in the middle of the night and it's Travis. Yeah. And he sounds like, you know, shaken up and, you know, it's so late at night and everything. And he's like, I'm in, you know, on the side of the road at this gas station and a payphone. He didn't even have, you know, obviously money or anything to make the call. He had to do it like a collect call and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, Mike gets his sister, which is now Travis's wife and uh I think one or two other guys of the part of the crew, they get in the truck and they go to the gas station to go look for Travis. And everyone's like, it's a joke. It's a hoax. It's somebody trying to play a bad trick on us to say that he's alive and everything. Let's not go. Good thing they didn't listen to him, that Mike didn't listen to them. And still, he was like, no, I'm going to go check it out. He did. He shows up and Travis is in the corner butt naked like just cowered in the corner you know absolutely no clothes nothing just looks like he's been through hell you know and he didn't even know it had been five days he thought it'd been like hours you know and um you know so they found him and everything but that's not really where it ends because they still thought that this had been an elaborate hoax like they were making up any story uh they were saying that oh well now they switched it from that he had gotten killed since he's not killed obviously that he was in on it too they had come up with this elaborate story to become famous yeah so he did all this and disappeared somewhere for five days supposedly to become famous and become a celebrity but I mean, if you read some of the interviews and things like that, that happened a few days after he was found again, he was just like not there, like just emotionally, like you could tell he had been through a trauma and stuff. And um, the weird thing about this, too, is that, oh, uh, after that had happened too, that he that they found him again, um, I think it had been a few weeks after 
I don't know why, I never really said it why, but they made the guys take the lie detector test again. Maybe because they thought it was still part of the hoax and everything. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And at this point, they all absolutely passed. All of them. And they all have the same exact story years later to this day. Because now he, ever since that happened, he just kind of turned into like um, a spokesperson for for this, you know, for people that get abducted and things like that. And he's always been on a lot of shows with people that talk about UFOs and aliens and whatnot. And his story has never changed or any of the other guys' story. Like, it's always been every detail to a T, like exactly the same. And it just hasn't changed. Um, And I do think that this is the most documented UFO abduction because they went to the site, did some of the testing there. And, you know, with the the guys taking the um, lie detector test, all that stuff, you know, at least I think it's it's one of the most documented cases that, that have happened, that have been out there. But, um... That's insane. Yeah, right? But, yeah, that, that happened in 1975, and... Like, who, he's who still would saying come the same up with thing. that? Like, yeah, our friend got... I don't know, you ...abducted. Know. <laughs> they thought maybe because, oh, there's some just lumberjacks in Arizona, you know, they want to be... Fa- like, I don't even know. Like, they don't even seem like the type of people that would want fame or you know they were just worried about their friend right what what happened to him where did he go i mean and oh so now like you know years even years later whenever they talk to him they're like okay so what happened you know that's the only thing that's a little uh spotty and that's only because he doesn't remember a lot he says so he says that um he got shocked by the beam of light. He was unconscious. He doesn't remember. When he finally awoke, he was already in, uh, like, a hospital-like room, he describes it. And this is the weird part that I, I think was a little weird. So he wakes up in this, like, hospital-like room, and he says that there was three, like, short creatures, bald creatures, you know, so I'm thinking those are the aliens and everything. He's freaking out. He's kind of like tussling with them. Um, they had him on a like a bed or gurney, whatever you want to call it. So he's trying to tussle with them and everything. Then a, he describes it as a either a human or humanoid, but he says it human with a helmet on, comes in, injects him with something, and escorts him into another room where there's two other humans with helmets on. That's the only thing that I'm creeped out about. It's like, do we have some humans like working with aliens? And that's why they have like helmets on for oxygen because they can't, you know, survive like the other bald creatures that don't have helmets on. Isn't that creepy? That does sound kind of creepy. And then he passes out after that. Yeah. After he sees the the two other humans. So he saw three humans uh, with helmets on, um, you know, total. Uh, he passes out and then he does not remember anything else until five days later and six hours later when he wakes up near the road and all he sees is like a flying saucer just kind of hovering away uh, above his head and that's it and 
Yeah. But I thought that was weird about the humans. I mean, he he doesn't know if they're actual humans or they were just like a human figure, human-like, you know. Yeah. But the thing that gets me is the helmet. Because I was thinking, well, if they are hel- like humans, they're going to need helmets with oxygen. Well, yeah, if they're like yeah, like us, thousands you know? miles right. away from but Earth isn't that and in creepy? space. Like, are humans? Are there some humans that are, you know, working with the aliens? I mean, we gotta like, watch out what we say here, what? <laughs> you know? Because so. I don't want people knocking <laughs> on my door. Like, well, you talked about I this, know. this, and this. And I it's know. Like, I have no recall. We're gonna have the can confirm black. or deny. The men in black knock- knocking on my door tomorrow. Oh, God, please no. <laughs> All right, let's let's not go that far down. Right. <laughs> um, well, since you talked about Travis Walton's abduction, I have another story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try to make it pretty short because this story is really, 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 really long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, about, so it's about this couple in the 60s. Um, it's Betty and Barney Hill. Um, they lived in Portsmouth, New Hampshire in the 60s. Um, Barney was employed by the U.S. Post Office, and his wife, Betty, was a social worker. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, that was my mother calling. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I? Uh, yes, so um, they were active in the local Unitarian congregation. Um, the Hills were also members of NAACP. So these are very smart, respectable people. Yeah, the and they were com- right? yeah they were community leaders. And Barney was sat on the local board of the United States Commission's Civil Rights. Oh wow! They were an interracial couple at the time when it was particular. When it wasn't really common back in the sixties. No, yeah. I I want to say it was kind of frowned upon. It was, yeah. So I'm just 60s. like, hey. You go, Betty. It was still <laughs> it was still even illegal in some states, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And then um, Barney was African American and Betty was white. Mm-hmm. So um, were they using that? I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, okay. were they using any of that to kind of discredit them? You know, like other. You know how I, I, people are so ignorant and yeah. back then, you know, it was yeah. Like, for me, it's like, hey, you love who you love. Doesn't yeah. Matter. No, but I'm saying, do you know if they were using that, like, the media at all to discredit them, like, part of it or anything? No. Because you know how they will use anything, like, anything to be like, oh, they're nuts. Just just the tiniest little thing to be like, they're crazy. And there's really nothing. These seem like very smart and respectable people. Like, there's nothing that you could use against them. Yeah, they were part of the community. They held their ground. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Anyways, um, they allegedly, so this happened, their abduction happened in September 19th of 1961, around 10.30 p.m.-ish. Um, mm-hmm. They were coming back to Portsmouth from their vacation in Niagara Falls. Okay. Oh, that sucks. Um, yeah, a bad way to end their vacation. I know. Um, Betty claimed that she saw some bright light in the sky, just... That said, um, it says in the article that moved from below the moon and the planet Jupiter. Wow. <laughs> she was like, really? Well, yeah, because they, yeah, they used binoculars because she wanted to get a quote-unquote oh. closer look. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so they were driving. They saw it. Um, Betty told Barney to stop the car because mm-hmm. they wanted to get a closer look. Um, they were at some picnic area south of Twin Mountains. 
off of I want to say Route Three of New Hampshire. Okay. Um. Yeah, they were looking through the binoculars. It was an odd shape craft, flashing multicolor lights traveling across the face of the moon. So they were looking all of this through the binoculars. Wow. Um. She believed it because she said back um her sister from several years earlier she said she saw a flying saucer. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say where exactly, but she states that her sister saw it. Uh, let's see. Um, Barney realized that it's not a plane. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, takes a good look in the binoculars and he realizes that it's not a plane. So they, like, as soon as they found out about this, they, like, run to their car oh, and, yeah. like, take off. <laughs> um, they still, they kept on driving. They finally found, like, this isolated road. And at one point, the object passed above a restaurant and a signal tower on top of Canyon Mountain. So the craft actually followed them. I'm guessing. Wow. I'm assuming so. That's what, like what I'm reading. Yeah. From the article. Like, yeah. It just followed them. So they're dr- so they keep driving. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, now they see this odd shaped ship following them like 35 miles down south of where they're supposed to go home. And Betty's like, they're following us. And she like sticks her head out the window. And next thing you know, they see this beam of light shoot down at their car. And they feel like this tingly sensation. And they don't remember anything after that. Um, They get home like hours later. And they see like their clothes is like kind of damaged. And like Betty insists to leave her luggage like right by the door. And not even like bring it in unpack or anything um and then um she like starts taking off the dress that she's wearing and she sees that it's completely torn apart like her shoes are scraped her zipper is like messed up and crazy part of this story there's like she states that there's like this pinkish powder all over her dress that she Mm -hmm. has no idea where it came from so she like decides to like hang it up put it away and that's it like that dress has never been seen and Mm -hmm. to this day people still like get that powder and test and they still can't figure out what the hell it is really yeah that that was gonna be my next question has it been tested like it's been tested throughout the years and they still can't find out what it is um but this happened um this happened like way back then guys um Mm. 10 days after the whole abduction incident happened Betty starts having these weird, vivid dreams about the whole abduction. She has dreams of, like, her and Barney, like, walking into, like, this bright, bright room, like a hot, like, you know, hospital lights room. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, getting separated from from her and Barney. Mm-hmm. And she, like, wants to stick together. And they're telling her, like, no, but she can't see what it is. Who it is. Who or, it is or right. what it is. Right. Um, yeah, they started, like, you know, testing on them and stuff like that. And this, um, after that, they start they start going to see a psychologist. They start doing hypnosis on them. Mm-hmm. But the psychologist does it separate because she doesn't want, you know, Barney Their or Betty interfering right. with the stories. Like, she right. wants to hear Barney's side of the story and Betty's side of the right. story. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> It's an insane story. Like, there's so much into it. Guys, definitely check out that story of Betty and Barney Hill. It's insane. There's so much I want to say about this, but it 
might take more than an hour for this episode. I know when I, you know, I, I looked into it a little bit just um, so I knew what you were going to talk about today. And, and um, I know that they even put like a, a, a landmark where it happened, right? Yeah. Like with their names now and stuff. Yeah. There's, like where it's, the, some, it's somewhere in New Hampshire. So, oh, Port, um, Portsmouth, I think that's what I said. Uh-huh. Portsmouth, yeah. New, uh, New Hampshire. I almost said New Jersey. <laughs> but that's that. Yeah, they like made a like a marker for it or something or whatever. Yeah, right? like where it's where, it suppo- where it actually happened, where they got abducted. And I did uh, see in one of the stories that she was kind of describing about um, the experiments. How you were saying right now, she said that they stuck something in her belly button, like a pregnancy test or something. Too, it's that they something were like that. It's insane because like, yeah, they've like they um when she's when she's under hypnosis, mm-hmm. like she talks about the dreams she has and like like even those like psychologists was like, what the hell really happened? Mm-hmm. Like, is this really true? Wasn't there even like uh, a part that she drew like a map? a star map or something and then years later it turned out like that they looked into it and those stars really did align with you know with, like a, with her story right yeah, definitely right did. that's creepy like it's because it's like where would you pull that out of you can't like if you were you making can't up, make a, it up yeah you can't like oh it, this exactly. star this star and this star and exactly this star. like everything else you could probably say oh yeah they made it up they they were in on it together or, yeah you know but the, no the, i actually believe the story yeah. like if you go into detail everything that mm-hmm. happened but um the psychologist claims it as like amnesia like you know how you mm-hmm. hear other stories when people get abducted they'll just be like oh it's just amnesia like yeah. you don't remember bits and pieces of it because there's a part in this article where barney doesn't really like to talk about it because it's traumatizing mm-hmm. and he doesn't well, who wouldn't? Yeah, i mean like, i wouldn't i'll yeah. just be like i'd rather not talk about it because i don't want to yeah. relive that moment again especially when this is something that not a lot of people believe so it's like you're already in a vulnerable place you went through this trauma and you're trying to tell your story, and then on top of that, they're going to call you a liar, or you not know? even that. They'll or probably judge call you crazy, you? yeah. And like, oh, you need exactly. to like be in a psych ward, or you need mm-hmm. mental help. And it's like, I'm trying to tell you my story, and you're judging me. Yeah, I think that is why a lot of people don't come forth with this stuff because they don't want to be judged or look or just be called crazy. Yeah. Like you're you're exactly you're mental, or like you're. You're not in your head. And that's sad because it's like these people are already went through a trauma. They're trying to get some help or closure or whatever. And then on top of that, they have to relive it again and, and get judged for it. You know, not in a positive way most of the time. Yeah, that that story sounds yeah, really um, insane too. But Barney did pass like a few years later. Oh. He died in 1969. And then Betty passed away in 2004. Wait, he died in 1969, so he died shortly after, Shortly right? after, yeah. And then <gasps> Betty lived way farther, so she passed in the late 2000s. But I'm thinking, like, you think it was just so much for him that it contributed to it? It could have been. Know? It could have messed with his health yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, that stuff, that's a pretty big thing, a pretty big trauma. Like, you know, just even if it wasn't, like... Oh, that he had a heart attack because of it or something. Just emotionally and mentally, like, it's so much, you it's know. It's a lot to, yeah. to talk about and to take that in. It could probably take, um, you know, yeah. some. I don't know if there's any movies based on this couple. Yeah. But, you know, Travis Walton and The the Hills. I mean, there's so many movies mm-hmm. that are based on abductions. Like, 
um, what's a good movie? Fourth Kind. Mm-hmm. It talks about mm-hmm. um, the disappearings of in Alaska. Oh yeah, let's talk about that one. I I know we don't uh we don't know if it's a hundred percent true because a lot of uh, different websites were saying different things. Some that it was true, others that it wasn't true, but it was based on true events. Yeah, the the movie like is pretty much a pseudo documentary mm-hmm. of events that happen in Alaska of people disappearing mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And for those of you that haven't seen it, uh, The Fourth Kind, um, it takes place in Nome, Alaska. And it's uh, with a doctor, Dr. Abigail Tyler. And supposedly this ha- takes place in October 2000. Um, she had uh, some clients or uh, or patients, I should say, not clients, uh, patients that she was doing uh, hypnosis on because they were saying, um, they were seeing this owl. Staring dead. Right? Like staring, staring dead at, at them, them and waking yeah. up randomly at 3 a.m. At 3 a.m., yeah. And it was all these different patients, you know, that had that no all, connection. No connection, exactly. Didn't know each other at all whatsoever. And they all had the same, same story, story mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. So she starts recording them, the, the sessions and everything. Weird stuff starts happening and everything, but then weird stuff starts happening to her too. Um, and she starts seeing the quote unquote uh, owl. The owl, right? But uh, you know what's the crazy plot twist? I'm gonna ruin it for everyone, <laughs> yeah. I even think if people have seen, seen it. it by now, it I mean, came this out movie in 2009. Has, yeah, but if you if you have seen it, it's um for me, it's a major plot twist mm-hmm. because. Guess who gets abducted? It's not Abigail Tyler or the son. Mm. It's the daughter. The daughter. The daughter gets abducted and she goes missing. And the cops think like she did something to her daughter. Mm-hmm. And she's like trying to fight it. Like, why would I hurt my own kids? Yeah. Like, my daughter went missing. And she claims that she's seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Even her own son was like, mom, stop lying. Like, he didn't even believe his own mom at that point. It, it's know? it's a good movie, but it's also really sad because, yeah. like, at the end of the credits, and they're saying, creepy. like, she's still missing. Yeah. Like, she's never been found. Right. So we don't know if 100% sure if this movie was real. But like I said, I did look into it. And in Nome, Alaska, which is a really small part in, in Alaska, um, there have been a lot of missing people cases starting since 1960 up until like 2004 um there's a lot of rumors circulating those missing cases uh that there are ufo involvement alien abductions and some have even said you know maybe a serial killer you know because it's all in that small little town and everything but it is weird you know that you know, usually in small towns, the crime is lower. There's not a lot of things like this going on and stuff. So that just, that's weird in itself. You know, small town, everyone knows everyone. Kind of place you don't really lock your doors. And all these people are missing, yeah. you know. So Also, another, well, another good movie to me, um, Dark Skies. That also talks, I like that that one also talks about alien mm-hmm. abduction. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, do watch it. It's... Not your typical, like, predictable Mm -hmm. alien abduction movie. No, I like it. The part with the birds and everything. Yeah, the mom just, like, staring off into space and then just starts smashing her head in the middle of an open house. Yeah. It's because there are people that have have experienced uh, UFO sightings or abductions or anything like that. 
there have always been either the amnesia thing that they lose track of time uh, or days and things like that. Um, sometimes a lot of people will see that there's a bigger like magnetic field kind of, uh, you know, like where they go and test, yeah. you know, the location that it happened. Um, or I don't know if it, if it would be with radiation too or just with magnetic or something, but you know, they test it. Probably and stuff. more magnetic than radiation. Yeah. And, um, also, like I said, some people even get uh, scars or like little shapes on them. Like I've seen, yeah, like a in lot the movie, like, like in the movie Dark Skies, they she have like one, that, right? Yeah, they, the whole family does. That's what it was. Yeah, the the dad gets the it, the mom gets it. I think the younger, I don't think the kids do I get remember. it. I don't watch um, it. But they then. like in the movie, they go see someone who like was abducted got the mark mm-hmm. and it's insane well they even thought that they were abusing the son right because he had marks on him yeah like, he had marks i think the younger one did right oh yeah yeah that's what because i remember like her best friend is watching the little boy or was it a little boy or a little girl Oh no, it's two. Um, two she boys, has two right? sons. She has right. the older son and then the younger. So one. it's the little boy thing that she's bringing over, and she looks at her own best friend like, "Are you abusing your child?" You know, because it was just so weird and the markings he had and stuff like that. Yeah. But I have seen and heard of actual, like, real testimonial stories of people that have that claim to have been abducted and things like that, and they show, you know, and they have weird marks on them or or some of them even get like um an x-ray and there's like a piece of metal in there some sort of like uh, tracker or something yeah it's like your body can't organically produce that no matter what you say no matter if you you know what your your uh, diet is like or anything you can't physically produce like a a metal tracker your arm or wherever you it's like may you're have not it. you're not a robot you're so not it's built like, to be a robot well it's like well how do you explain that even if you say anything else like oh that person's making it up or this and that how do you physically explain something you know concrete like that that like evidence concrete like yeah that? it's not like, like you're gonna be like oh i'm gonna stab can't. myself with a piece of metal right. and just let it sit that would in there be a bit extreme for hope for the best <laughs> that would be a bit extreme for the for the hoax and whatnot but um you guys we have so much more to say about aliens and abductions and everything so this is just part one we're gonna have to do this episode in two parts possibly even three depending on how much but uh, uh next episode uh we're going to be doing a a like a Q&A section on tiktok live uh 30 minutes before our episode so if you guys have any questions um you know or something you want to bring up you know be ready to do that i will be posting it on instagram and everything promoting it right before it comes out so you guys know what time um but yeah we're going to be doing that q a you know 30 minutes send us questions we will answer them yes and you guys can always contact tracy or myself on you know twitter instagram on the anchor app um you know just get your questions to us even on tiktok whatever you know um but yeah anything else you have to add 
I come in peace. <laughs> I want to believe. <laughs> I want to believe. But yeah, I mean, everyone, we want to hear your guys' uh, side of that too. Like, what do you guys think? Do you guys believe in this? Or do you guys really think that we are the only intelligent life on in the entire uh, galaxy? And, you know, or, or if there's more out there, you know. I feel like there's more out there. They just there's don't want be. us to know. I mean, it would be so superficial to think that we are the only planet with life. I've thought that since I was a little kid. I remember, like... I was like, how can we be the only planet that has I used to, I didn't life. think like that as a kid. I was like, we're the only ones here. We're only, there's only humans. There's nothing else. Oh, but as I, I got was. older and started mm-hmm. watching more sci-fi movies and documentaries and stuff, I'm like, you know what? I take back what I said 20 <laughs> something years ago. Right. Well, the next episode too, we're going to get into a little bit about government conspiracies um, you know, the government programs and, and the uh, men in black, men in black, uh, and not, not, not Will Smith. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that men in black. No, the real men in black. Um, but yeah, so get your questions ready and, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. More to come. Peace out. <laughs>